Blog Talk Radio. Blog Talk Radio.
Hi guys. I had a dream last night. It was like early this morning actually. And I was in a car and I picked up this lady that I didn't know and I was bringing her somewhere where I didn't know where we were going. And when we got there, we were in this huge coliseum type thing. It was low in the center and then the stairs went way, way up. And all of the aisles that people were walking up and down were super narrow. So like if you were going up, which fortunately I was going up with this lady, um, people were coming down. And I took this as kind of a confirmation of the message that I got yesterday, which was don't leave the ark. Um, people were going down the back down the stairs on the very narrow path, um, and they were leaving. And I was going to the place, and I was climbing up the stairs. So um, then the other thing that really struck me about this dream, and maybe somebody can um, tell me what they think this means, there is a girl that I met when I got to the top, and I was walking along the top of the stadium, um, and she saw me, and I saw her, and I kept saying hi to her, and she was just acting like she didn't know me at all. And I've known this woman for, for many years because my kids went to preschool together with her kids, her child. So I've known her for many years. We're not, I wouldn't call us friends because we don't hang out, um, acquaintances more like, but... Um, you know, I, there was a time in my life where I was a little bit closer with her and I did do some things with her, but I haven't talked to her, been around her for a long time. She happens to go to the church that if I was attending church, I would be attending. And I was involved with her in a couple of, um, maybe it was just one Bible study, but she was acting like she didn't know me. And I don't know why. Um, she's kind of, you know, I don't like to be mean, but um, I quit going to Bible study and I quit going to church because I thought the women were a little fakey. And, you know, that's maybe the enemy just convincing me not to go. I just would prefer to, um, you know, find a church that I like and attend that. <laughs> and do a lot of stuff on my own and, you know, with close friends that aren't like that. This woman could be construed in my mind that she's a little fakey, um, but she didn't seem to know me at all and she was ignoring me. I kept saying her name and she just would look at me with this blank stare like she had no idea who I was. Um, and I was repeating her name, but she just never, it never clicked. Um, who I was, which is really weird to me. So I don't know what that means. Um, I don't know what she is a picture of. If she's a picture of religion and I'm not religious enough for her, I, you know, I just don't know. So if anyone has any insight into that one, please let me know what you think. Definitely something to be said for the big, huge, long you know, it was like a block tall, the stadium, and I was walking up 
stairs in a very narrow aisle. Like there was enough room for two people, but it was super narrow and you kind of had to squeeze by people and go up a little bit sideways um, as they were coming, slowing down the stairs. We were going up the stairs. Um, and I was with this stranger that I had never seen before um, when we were going up the stairs. So, okay, guys, that's, that's the dream. <laughs> um, hopefully somebody will have some perspective on that. Have a great weekend, and thanks for listening. Hi, guys. I received a prophetic word on uh, March 15th. 2014. The title of it is The Enemy Trembles at My Army's Rising. I'm going to go ahead and read that to you now. Gather, my soldiers. Come gather around your commander. Hear my voice. Resist the voice of your enemy. He is a liar. He desires to confuse you. He desires to separate you from me. Will you allow it? My chosen ones, my dearly loved treasures, look up. Why the sad faces? Why are you worried? Why do you, uh, why do you believe the enemy's lies? Have I not told you? Have I not warned you that he goes around like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour? My children, he may not devour you if you reject his lies. I have put my spirit within you. Did I not say that the very least in my kingdom is greater than John the Baptist? who was among my greatest, my very greatest. So how much greater are you than the wicked, rebellious, fallen ones? My dearly loved ones, resist the lies of your enemies. Submit to my work within you. I am doing a great work. You have nothing to fear. You are a mighty army with a mighty king. I lead my army. I train my soldiers. Great exploits you shall do because I am in you. The enemy is afraid. They hear your rising. The sons and daughters arise. My army is rising. The enemy trembles at your rising. What a beautiful sight you are. Can you hear the sound of your rising? Bone to bone, sinew, flesh, breath, life, resurrection life. Do you feel my wind? Do you feel my breath? It breathes on you and in you now. The enemy rages wildly with lies. My spirit overcomes. It overtakes the deception for all that have ears to hear. Hear what the spirit says. Awaken, rise, live, breathe my life, resurrection life. I breathe upon you. Breathe deeply now my life. My Holy Spirit, I give to you without measure. Feel my holy fire, my sons and daughters. My purging fire burns within you. The fire of my presence burns upon you. What a sight you are, the enemies. See my fire upon you and they shudder. The enemy sees my beautiful army rising. What can they do? Where will they hide? I came to destroy the works of darkness like father, like son. My spirit rests upon you. Come close, my children. You are not alone. Your king, your commander will not leave you. It is I working in you. It is I working with you. Resist all lies. Be courageous. Do not fear. 
Praise the Lord, God, we thank you for this word, Lord. We receive it, Father God. We thank you, Lord God, that, Lord, that you are raising up your army in these last days. And yes, King Jesus, you are the leader of your army. Lord, I know that you have a remnant, God, Lord, that you have a people, Lord, who are dedicated to you and who love you and will who, who will hear you and obey you. So, Lord God, we just thank you for it. We praise you for it, Lord God. We just invite you to come and have your way. We love you so much. In the mighty name of Yahshua, I pray. We love you, Lord. Amen. Well, that's all I have for now, guys. I love you. God bless you. Bye-bye. Hi guys, it's March 20th. Um, the Lord gave me quite a word this morning. I listened to, um, I believe it's one of his latest messages. Um, Siho Song had it put up and it was an LV Zapata message. And I listened to part of it and then the Lord um instructed me that he had a word for me so I haven't really finished listening to that message yet but one of the main things that he was saying is that there are people leaving the ark and not to leave the ark and this is kind of what this message is about um, so please prayerfully discern and if anyone finds any scriptures post it in the comments and this is a long message Okay, my daughter, just as you have heard, just as you have had ears to hear, share my message with many who will also hear. My messengers, sound the alarm. There is a peace before the storm, and there will be many storms. Be with me now, my children. Belong to me, be mine. Be not of or with the world around you. Let nothing tantalize you and remove you from me. Let nothing remove you from my presence. When you participate with unbelievers in the things of this world, it hurts my heart and removes the power of my Ruach HaKodesh Holy Spirit to do anything in or for you. You are not engaged to marry this world, but you are engaged to marry me. Do not forget our engagement. Do not walk out on the commitment you made to me, my love. Nothing put in front of you in this world can surpass my coming glory. Nothing is worth leaving the ark and breaking our engagement. I promise, my children, it won't be much longer. And if you will put your trust in me now, you will be on the receiving end of my miracles and my good favor. I see that for many of you, it is very difficult. You wait, and you see the world around you falling deeper and deeper into darkness. You see those around you who do not know me suffering. You see the increase of darkness in all forms, and you are tired of this and disturbed in your spirit. I understand what you are feeling, and I am feeling it right along with you. But I must search and find those last sheep. The hour is near and the time is this time is critical. There are sheep that are lost that must be found, for I want none to perish. Now is the time, my children, you must press deeper into me. 
deeper than ever before. Let me cover you, let me protect you, let me comfort you, let me guide you, and let yourself be mine. Let me cleanse you in the mikvah bath and remove the final spots and wrinkles from your heart. Hold fast, my love. Sorry, my dog is sneezing here. When the final sheep is rescued, you will have new bodies, new assignments. You will be above the things of this earth and seated in heavenly places. You will be removed and changed, and your earthly bodies will be but a memory. I will give you new spiritual bodies that sustain you through any earthly attacks that you might face during the darkest, I'm sorry, during the harvest to come. You will walk under my full protection, transcending time and space. The limitations of your earth will no longer inhibit you. You will be able to fulfill my assignments and walk in complete confidence with no fear. Sadness, anger, and fear will cease as emotions. Your hearts will beat as one. You will flow with my life force, not the blood of your earth. You will be a force of good and change to the lost and the evil that will be rampant will not be able to touch you. This is my promise, my sheep. Stay aboard the ark and wait for this change. Await the entrance into my end time army. Hi everyone, hope you're having a good day. Um, I just wanted to share a couple dreams I've had. Uh, one dream I had about two days ago, and the other dream I had, I think, three days ago. The first dream was a pre-rapture dream, and then the second dream was a, a martial law dream. So in my first dream, um, it had both me and my mom in it, and we were picking out wedding details. We were planning a wedding. I'm not sure if it was my wedding or whose wedding, but we were planning a wedding. And we were going through picking out details like different floral arrangements, different um, decorations, the colors, just all kinds of wedding details. And it was uh, said in my dream that the wedding was going to cost $60,000. And I was thinking, wow, that's expensive. Weddings sure have gotten expensive lately. Well, anyway, um, me and my mom were talking, and um, she wasn't facing directly toward me, but we were still talking. And uh, we continued talking, and then um, all of a sudden she wasn't responding to me. And then I said, Mom, are you there? And she still wasn't responding. And so I started yelling, Mom, Mom. And um, and she still couldn't hear me. So then in my dream, I realized that I was uh, actually being raptured or translated. And she could no longer hear me because I was no longer um, my physical being nor my voice was no longer in the physical realm. I was currently being uh, translated into heaven. And just that moment, I saw this huge angel appear behind me. It was actually about as tall as the ceiling. And then uh, as soon as that happened, I ended up waking up. So unfortunately, I didn't get uh, to see the other side in my dream. But uh, what I took away from that dream was that um, we are so close to being raptured that we are currently fading away from this world and just about to go into the next. 
it could be any second now. Okay, now for my uh, my second dream about martial law. Um, it was a gorgeous day out, and I in my dream I knew I had to report into this building. It's this big building downtown. Well, there was this huge line, and I was just standing in this line, and uh, the people around me were saying, this is martial law. Be prepared to die for your faith. And so I got up toward the front of the line, and I realized that um, you had to pick between these five words or sayings, and if you had to say one, and if you didn't, you had to they would fine you like a thousand dollars or something, either that or they might shoot you because there was a whole bunch of officers with the guns around. So anyway, it got to my turn and um, I picked a phrase and mine was like mass killings. So I said that phrase and then I went inside the building. Well, the building, the floors were really dirty. I remember that much. Um, the It was like peanut shells and different food all over the floors. It was just disgusting. But I don't remember too much of what went on in the building, just that people were just kind of standing around waiting and just waiting for something to happen, waiting to be told what to do. I don't think we were supposed to leave, but people were saying, yeah, did you see this coming? And uh, one person said, yeah, I saw it coming for weeks. It's martial law. So yeah, that was pretty much all that happened in that dream. And um, pretty much, uh, yeah, if you're here watching this video and uh, martial law has already taken place, definitely be willing to die for your faith and don't take any mark. Don't take the RFID chip. Don't take any mark in your right hand or your forehead. Be willing to stand up for Jesus because he stood up for you on the cross and died for your sins. So be willing to stand up for him and... Um, yeah, the rapture is really soon, so keep looking up, and uh, yeah, get excited. We're about to go home. Yay! Well, anyway, have a good day. Bye. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord God Almighty. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. God is a, uh, so good, so wonderful. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. I was waiting for more people to log in so I can go ahead. Hallelujah. And uh, thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Share a mighty dream I got last night. Hallelujah. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. About things that are going to start unfolding so soon. Hallelujah. And God, it's just, uh, he wants his people to be ready for what's coming. Hallelujah. He just um, wants his people, hallelujah, to be prepared uh, to face what's coming. Hallelujah. It's going to be very difficult for people. And so uh, the Lord wants us to have peace amongst the mess, amongst the trouble, amongst the things that are coming. He wants us to have peace. He wants us to walk in peace, not not in worry, not in concern, but in peace, trusting God. Hallelujah. God, God is the God of peace. Hallelujah. Not worry and concern. 
So he wants us to walk in that peace. Uh, Jesus promised to give us that the world will not give us, but only the Lord Jesus will give us. Amen. And so we have to pray for that peace every day and ask the Lord to go ahead. Hallelujah. Uh, uh, thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Uh, the Lord says to Jeremiah in Jeremiah 29, 7, And seek the prosperity of the city, whither I have caused you to be carried away captives, and pray unto the Lord for it. For in the peace thereof you shall have peace. So in the peace thereof you shall have peace. So what if God wants us to have in the nation? Peace. Peace and prosperity. Hallelujah. Seek the prosperity of that city. We have to pray for the peace and prosperity of the city we are living in now, the country, the nation. No matter what God uh, has put us to live in this end time, God wants us to seek the peace, seek his prosperity. Hallelujah. Live in peace, in peace, brothers and sisters. Praise the Lord. Uh, so many things are going to worry people. But if we learn to pray for peace, if we learn in Jesus' name to pray to God and, and seek peace among all, hallelujah, and walk in that peace, God will keep us and protect us, hallelujah. God says in Jeremiah 29, 11, For I know the thoughts that I have thought up toward you, says the Lord, even the thoughts of peace and not a trouble, to give you an end of your hope. And so the Lord knows we're going to go through uh, times of trouble. Amen. But his thoughts are greater than our thoughts, said the Lord to Jeremiah. His thoughts are greater than our thoughts. And I apologize for the people that are trying to log in and are having trouble. Lord Jesus, please send a billion angel, Lord, warrior angel, hallelujah, anointing angel, Lord Jesus, archangel to battle in our behalf from east to, to west, from north to south, from up and down, in Jesus' name, in Yeshua's name, in Jehoshua's name, Lord Jesus, fire our bottle, bend in his mind, say the Lord. We claim on your name, Yeshua, Jehoshua, in Jesus' name, to fight for us, Lord. Fight for us, Yeshua. Fight our bottle, Lord. Fight this bottle and keep these demons and principality away. The power of the of shadow, Satan, the Alex, even after the confusion, Lord, came from the air, bind them, Lord Jesus, and hold them captive. In Jesus' name, in Yeshua's name, Lord Jesus, stop the evil scheme, trying to keep people out from listening to the Lord's hour from all nations, all countries of the earth. In Jesus' name, in Yeshua's name, mighty Yeshua, mighty Yahashua, we claim, Lord, hallelujah, your victory over the enemy on the cross. Lord, you, de you, you defeated them on the cross. They are defeated by you on the cross. We claim the power of the cross. We claim the victory of the cross over Satan and all demons and principality and powers of evil. In Jesus' name, in Yeshua's name, I thank you, Jesus. I thank you, Lord. Let your anointing and your presence, your power, Lord, and that power, hallelujah, that people can hardly bear in Jesus' name, in Yeshua's name. Let your power, your Holy Spirit, convince the heart, convince the mind, Lord, of your word, of your message, in Jesus' name, in Yeshua's name, in Joshua's name. I thank you, Jesus. Oh, Lord, you are so good. Let your power be a witness, Lord, of your reality, 
In Jesus' name, Lord. Hallelujah. For I know the thoughts that I have, thoughts are for you, says the Lord, even the thoughts of peace and not of trouble, to give you an end of your hope. Yes, judgment is coming. Yes, uh, we will be thrown in the female camps. Hallelujah. Meteors coming out of space, and they're going to hit this earth very soon. And we, the bride of Christ, are going to go through these things, and we're going to be here. But who is God going to use to comfort the earth, to comfort those that mourn? His bride. His Holy Spirit. His Holy Spirit on his bride. His soul lives and dwells in the bride of Christ. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. The Holy Spirit dwells in us. And so he is the comforter. The Holy Spirit is the comforter. So he is going to comfort the nations through you and I. Shalom, everyone. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. He is going to comfort the nations, the people of the nations, through you and I. So before we, we go home, before the trumpet sound, before there's a sign, there was a crowd, like a lightning from east to west. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Uh, uh, we are going to be used one last time. One last rain will be dropped on this earth soon. One last rain. One last harvest will be collected from the ground. Hallelujah. From the nations of people, from every nation that it will be saved. I am so joyful that so many people from India are responding to the Lord Jesus, are responding to the calling of the Lord. People from all nations are being called by the Lord to look up and prepare for the rapture. There is a vow to come and fall on the earth. Hallelujah. It will be like a lightning hit in this earth, happening within a blink of an eye. So soon, so quick, but it will happen soon. And so, my lady, one ocean to know that he has given mercy to them through his son, Yeshua, Jesus, Rabbi Jesus. He thought he had offered mercy unto the nations and to, for, the, for them to be saved. The door of heaven is still open for anyone who comes. Hallelujah, can find bread and water. Hallelujah. Can still live, can still enter through the door that is Jesus Christ. God has provided a lamb. God has provided a door. Father, God has provided a way unto heaven. And it's a son. Hallelujah. He is the door. He is the way. He is the life. The abundant life of God is Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Through him, all things remain, says the Bible. In John chapter 1. Through Jesus, Father God, decided to make all things. Hallelujah. That's why Jesus can look to the eyes of Satan and said, Thou shalt not tend the Lord, thy God. Satan looking at him, it was like an image when God created Satan through Jesus, when Satan first opened his eyes and worshipped Jesus, hallelujah, immediately, hallelujah, it was like that fear came up on Satan. Oh, no. Who am I messing with? 
Oh, no. Oh, no, what a mistake. What a mistake, what a mistake this is. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. What a mistake. What a mistake in that temptation. Hallelujah. If thou will worship me, I will give up all these kingdoms. How dare he? How dare he? Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Through Jesus, all things were made. And he is the Messiah. He is the Messiah. He is the one appointed by God to save the world. And through the whole will be saved, says the Bible. Hallelujah. He's the one. Jesus is the one. Don't look for another. Don't look, don't look through the Pope, the religion. That's looking through uh, Muhammad or Allah or Buddha. Jesus Christ is the way, the life, the truth. No one comes to the Father except through him. Only through him, my friend. Only through him. Only through Yeshua Jesus. Only through Jesus Christ can you come to Father God, to our Father. Only through him will you enter heaven. Ever, ever, ever. Hallelujah. But there's one thing in Matthew 25 that the Word of God says. And it says that the door will be, will be shut. I see that. I see things shut. And God is one in the world. God is one in the nations. The door will be shut. It will soon. In the moment the trumpet sound, in the moment Yeshua Jesus come in the midnight hour to take his bride home, the Bible says that right after that, right after that, I don't know how many hours, after that, Hallelujah. The door will be shut. In the moment Noah entered the ark, hallelujah, Genesis 7, 16, in the moment he entered the ark, I was telling people that when I was reading that in, in different Bible translations, it felt like Noah was just getting his feet through the door, and boom, the door was shut. Hallelujah. If he didn't hurry up a little, I think the door would have hit his feet or something. That was how violence that door was shut. Why did God get this way? Because God is calling the earth. God is calling, hallelujah, everyone that dwells on the earth to repentance. And he's speaking to his prophet. He's speaking to his messenger, to his evangelists and pastors and ministry, ministry or minister that, that love him, to repent, to seek his son now, to come to the feet of Jesus. Because every knee will bow. Hallelujah. Every knee will bow to Jesus. Hallelujah. That's how the Father determines. Set up my right hand unto all, all enemies under your feet. Jesus Christ is sitting at the right hand of the Father, and the Father is going to put all his enemies under his feet. Every knee will bow. Name you the person or the president or whoever it is. They are going to have to bow to Jesus. There is no way out, brother and sister. That's how God, Father God, has determined this. And so the end is here. Hallelujah. The time for the bride of Christ to go on is here. Hallelujah. And what God wants us to do is put our eyes in heaven. This morning, hallelujah, in the dream the Lord gave me, hallelujah, I, I was in my house, 
My two my two sons went out to play in, in the in, in the backyard. And all of a sudden, I see this this government Humvee, hallelujah, with government uh, uh, military people with with guns on their hand. They wouldn't grab and grab my two kids. My wife immediately was yelling, "Where are you taking my kids? Where are you taking my kids?" Praise the Lord, hallelujah. And, and they arrested her too and put her in, in the vehicle. And so I, I knew they were taking them to the FEMA camp. And so I said, well, they're taking my wife and my kid. I don't want to be separated from them, so I might just go out of the house. And so I went out to the door, and they said, where are you going, sir? And I said, I'm not leaving my kids and my wife alone. And so they arrested me too and took me. So yeah, I heard when they were saying to people, stay in your home. If you have enough food to stay in there, stay in your home. And they were speaking through the loudspeaker on top of the vehicle, and they were saying, or oh, you can come to a government facility where you, where you are going to be provided with food, shelter, and medicine. With food and shelter and medicines, you will be provided. Hallelujah. If you come out of your, if you are caught in the street walking, if you are caught driving your vehicle, you will be stopped, you will be arrested, and you will be taken into a government facility where you're going to have shelter, food, and medicine. Praise the Lord. You can choose to stay in your home and don't come out of your house if you have enough food. Praise the Lord, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Praise the Lord. As they took us in, I noticed that the female camp they had was like full of people. Because, in the, because where we live, up in the mountain, we were like left for last, and they were just getting uh, to the people who were in the city. They were arresting those people, taking them in into the female camps, so the, the FEMA camp, because of the millions of people, were practically full. Every state had these FEMA camp ready to go. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. And so uh, they took us into prison. And I, I was speaking to the God, and no word from their mouth. They didn't want to say anything to us. I was saying, what, what law did we, did, did we break? Did we break the law? I don't remember breaking the law, I said to them. And so why are we, are we thrown in prison? And one of the guys said, all the other places are full. And so you have to be thrown in these prisons. And they were locking us in, 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 in great amount of people in the prison. And I was there with my kids and my wife. And they, they had a few mattresses around or a few beds that you can sleep in. And I noticed the days were going by and going by. And we were locked up until over one month. Still after one month, we were locked up. We were still in prison, locked up, because the government was putting everything together. They would not explain to us why the Obama declared this martial law. We would ask them, why are we in martial law? Why are we held up? 
imprisoned this way against our will. We have not broken the law. Obama just declared his martial law that if anyone... Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise God Almighty. Praise God Almighty. I apologize, brothers and sisters. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise God Almighty. Thank you, Jesus. I apologize, brothers and sisters. Hallelujah. Um, um, just having problem with the, with the program tonight. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise God. But we're here. Praise the Lord. I hope it stays in. Fine now. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. And so, yes, brothers and sisters, hallelujah. Um, uh, as I was saying, uh, they were saying well, through loudspeakers, these government vehicles, in, in the dream the Lord gave me last night, that if anyone get caught in the street walking, driving the vehicle, they will be arrested and, and taken into a government facility where they will have food, food and medicine, food and medicine. Praise the Lord, hallelujah. And brothers and sisters, I tell you that uh, it was so real. I was there for a month or so, and I, I could not understand Hallelujah. Why would, would Obama, the government, would declare martial law? Uh, there was no reason, no explanation. Hallelujah. Uh, for, for, for martial law, but every, every citizen who they caught in the street out of their home, uh, they would arrest and throw them in these, in these uh, government facilities, and, and they would give them food and, and, and medicine. But uh, you're there against your will. You are there against your will. So it's not a pleasant place to be when when they are uh, they take you in against your will, brothers and sisters. Praise the Lord, hallelujah. And so I knew I could discern in my spirit that this is very soon to come. Uh, we hear uh, about May May four. I'm sorry, April four. April 4th, where, where all the loans of the U.S. Will, will default, that could be a reason. Another reason can be the earthquake in California or the meteor that is going to hit the earth that is going to cause this great tsunami that is going to greatly affect this nation in a mighty way. These things could be those things, brothers and sisters. That, that are going to cause this great emergency in the U.S. where they're going to declare martial law and every, everyone caught in the street walking or driving will be thrown into a government facility. Shalom there, buddy. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. And so, uh, brothers and sisters, we need to prepare for the worst, but we also have to trust the Lord we have to trust the Lord. We really have to trust the Lord in, in, uh, before these things unfold. That's why the Lord has said to, said to his children, through his prophet, to seek him, to seek more of him, to be closer to him now more than ever. 
hallelujah, to be closer to him now more than ever, brothers and sisters, because the time where, where people are going to be shaken to the core of their being is soon. Many Christians are not ready for what's coming. Many they are going, that are going to church are not ready for what's coming because we are, are supposed to be in the presence of God, being comforted by the Holy Spirit, by God. We, uh, uh, brothers and sisters, need to be close to God now more than ever. Now is the time to not, to not waste time. First Thessalonians 5 9 says, For God has not appointed us unto wrath, but to obtain salvation by the means of our Lord Jesus Christ. Brothers and sisters, you and I are not appointed for, for wrath, for, uh, for, for tribulation. We're not going to be here until the tribulations. God is going to take us out before the tribulation. He is going to save us. He is going to transform us into a glorified body. We are going to be taken to our home. Hallelujah. To our final destination. Our home is in heaven. Our home away for us. Our family, away for us. God's family, away for us in heaven. I was shown the table, the preparation, like three or four times, three times specific. The Lord has shown me the wedding preparation where I saw a tarred, huge star for the wedding, white horn, uh, in tables with many chairs, ready for the bride of Christ, ready for God's sons and daughters, for God's children to arrive. It is all ready. I saw Jesus sitting at the table. I saw redeeming angels serving the Lord and others. And the only one missing who will be there is you and I. You and I have been selected, elected, selected and elected, chosen, preserved and handpicked by God before the earth was. Hallelujah. God has chosen you in Christ before the earth was. Hallelujah. To be at that wedding. You're not going to come late to the wedding. You are not going to come to the wedding late. You're going to come into the wedding celebration at the right time, at the time appointed by Father God for you to come in. Your gifts are ready. The rewards are in Jesus. Jesus is my reward is with me, he says. In Revelation 22, your reward is in heaven with Jesus. And the moment you and I enter, we will be appointed by angels and redeemed to our changing room. We will dress and gown, ready for the wedding. And all, all after that is celebration. It will be all dancing, jumping up and down with joy. 
hallelujah, going out to Jesus and giving him a kiss on the cheek, Jesus coming to you and giving you a hug and a kiss on your cheek, and saying, welcome, my son, or welcome, my daughter, to you. That's what's waiting for you in heaven. Welcome to your home. Welcome home, my child. Welcome home, my child. That's what's waiting for you. My child, you see the mansion on your right? That's your mansion. All that, daddy, all that. Praise the Lord. It's waiting for you. Do not dismay. Do not disbelieve God in his word. But believe God. Believe Jesus. Be comforted by the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. Let him quicken you to repenting. Let the Holy Spirit tonight, Holy Spirit, will you please quicken everyone, everyone, anyone and everyone. Quicken us to repenting. Quicken us to pray. Quicken us to fast. Quicken us to be close with God in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Let the Holy Spirit guide you. Let his light shine upon you. Let his wisdom come upon your life. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Let the Holy Spirit be your comforter. Hallelujah. In these last days. Hallelujah. Say, Lord, do not take away thy Holy Spirit from me, Lord, like David in Psalm 51 10. Not take away thy Holy Spirit from me. Walk in that comfort. Hallelujah. Because he is going to the same spirit, says Paul, to the churches. The raised Christ from the dead will transform your mortal body. The Holy Spirit is going to transform you soon. He's going to get hold of you like you never felt him before. And you're going to feel your body change in the blink of an eye. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. That is the comfort God has sent to your life. That same Holy Spirit who took Elisha into heaven in a court of fire with angels around him. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. That Holy Spirit that took Enoch. Hallelujah. And people could not see him no more. Where's Enoch? Where's my neighbor Enoch? So people cannot see or find him no more because God has taken him home. He was taken home in the power of the Holy Spirit. That same Spirit that raised Christ from the dead will change your mortal body, will transform your mortal body, will change you into that glorified body that God wanted you to have before the foundation of this earth. Brothers and sisters, heaven awaits the bride. Heaven is waiting for you. God rejoices in the day you look upon him and say, Daddy, oh, Daddy, how much I miss you. And say, Daddy, hallelujah, Daddy, I worship you, Father, Father of Father, God of God Almighty. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. God is looking for you so you can meet him and taste his goodness. Take his love for you. Hallelujah. In that second, in that moment, you taste Father God's love 
in that very second you will know that no one ever can love you as he can. No one ever, 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 no father, no mother, no husband, no wife can ever, ever love you like Father God can. Hallelujah. No one can give you the love that Father God can. Hallelujah. He will comfort all those that mourn. You are not a mourning for our work. We went on this narrow way for many years, enduring trials and fasting, hoping for this day. And now it's close. Three days ago, Jesus said to me, My son, I want you to thank, I want you to thank on the things above. I want you to start thinking and walking from this moment on as you are living earth soon. Praise the Lord. So what, what, what was Jesus conveying? What is this message? Jesus wants us that our clothing, our material things that we have, we're ready to give them away. Hallelujah. We're ready to give them away. Uh, you don't want people in the tribulation to break in your house and be arrested or shoot it on sight. The government's going to put Obama, we'll put it up there. Then anyone caught stealing or breaking into any home will be shot on sight. Don't matter if you're in Canada and Australia and Europe. Don't matter where you are on the earth now. Once a tribulation starts, Martial law will be all over the world. Anyone caught stealing, I was in Germany one time. Anyone caught stealing, the government said they're going to shoot people on sight. And I saw them shooting people on sight. I saw a family who ended up staying. I was in Germany. And I saw a family who ended up staying in the tribulation. They used to believe in, in the Lord, but they did not prepare to go home. I saw with government vehicle. Was following and chasing them, chasing people who was left behind everywhere. And I saw when they broke, they were trying to break in this house, and they went through one door. And when they got to the second door, they could not open the door. The door was locked, and they were kicking the door. And I saw when the government vehicle was pointing with his gun, with his rifle, and I saw how they were pointing to their head. But because the people were moving, they could not blow their head up. So they started pointing to their body. And they shot this, this, this girl who was maybe no more than eight or nine years old. And, and, I, and I said, how could you guys do this to your own citizen, to your own people? How can you just shoot them this way? How can you be so cruel? And, 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 and they, they said, shut up and move. You're going to be arrested. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. And because I, I was walking in the power of God, I moved out of there like lightning to other places of Germany. And they were amazed. They could not cut up to me. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. But those people could not. They could not do that. I couldn't. Hallelujah. The bride of Christ can move in the blink of an eye. You will be, moving, you will be able to move in the, in the millennium for a thousand years in the blink of an eye. You can move faster than the lightning, faster than the light. Faster than sound, faster than a bullet, faster than Superman. You can avoid bullets in the millennium. Praise the Lord. You can laugh on the bullets. You can go faster than the bullets. 
And you can look at the bullets and, and just go faster than them. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Because you're going to have a transformed, glorified body soon. A body that can go through war like Jesus did. The disciples were in a room, the Bible says. In other words, Jesus, the door was locked. And Jesus went boom through the door, went through the wall, and appeared in the middle of them. And they were amazed when they saw him. When they said, Thomas, the Lord we have seen. I don't believe that, said Thomas. Sounds like kind of the Christian today, seeing is believing. Many of the people listening to me, seeing is believing. They, they're like Thomas. I see the wound in his hand. Some people say, ask the Lord to show you the womb. Thomas, ask the Lord. When you see the Lord, ask him to show him the womb. Thomas, they're Thomas. That's all the Lord says to me. They're like Thomas, my son. They want to see the womb. They want to put their finger through my womb. Thomas, hallelujah. That's a Thomas spirit. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord, hallelujah. We will have that ability. Hallelujah. And like Jesus said in John 14, so where I am, you will be also be. You will also be. Hallelujah. When you come down back to the new earth, praise Jesus, hallelujah. Praise God. You will be like Clark can. But you don't have to hide like Clark can. You don't have to hide as a reporter. Hallelujah. You don't have to lie, you don't have to lie to Lewis no more. You don't have to lie to Lewis. Like, I didn't say your name is Clark Ken. Hello, you can say, I'm Superman. <laughs> I'm a son and daughter of God. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. You can say that without being afraid, without hiding. You don't need to hide who you are, where you came from. How can you move this way? Maybe people from the valley will look at you and say, Elaine, brother, how can you move this way? See, see my son. Uh, I, I'm a bride of Christ, and I waited for the rapture, and I went up with him, and, and, and he promised us this glorified body. Let me show you here in the Bible. Oh, that's amazing. I want to have one of those. Well, it was given to the bride. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. So Superman had nine on you. How are you? You have more ability than Superman. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise the Lord. And I saw a new movie, a Superman. I'm looking at the movie, and I'm thinking I'm going to be able to do greater things than Superman. Greater things, hallelujah. Praise Jesus, hallelujah. Praise God. Brothers and sisters, our time to reign is coming. Coming. Do not dismay. Do, do not get any worked out because of these few days of FEMA camps and stuff like that. We're more than overcomer. You see, in our DNA, God makes you and I overcome, to overcome anything. It's in our DNA, reveal the Lord to me. God put it in our DNA that we will be, hallelujah, overcomer. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. But when God sent the Holy Spirit to our life, which is Jesus, the Lord is the Spirit, we'll become more than overcomer now. More than overcomer. Hallelujah. So uh, God made you like Superman. But when the Holy Spirit came on you, now you're better than Superman. You're in a greater version of Superman now. 
Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. You're more than overcomer. Yes, over, Superman can overcome these things. You are more than him. You can overcome more. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. You are more. In your DNA, you are, you are an overcomer. But in Jesus Christ now in your life, you are more than an overcomer. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. That's why the devil came up with a technology to try to kill you, to try to kill you in your DNA, because in the DNA, you are an overcomer to anything that comes against you in this world. But Satan came out with a tool called the RFID to try to kill you, if you get it, to try to kill the overcome of you in your DNA that God made in you. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. And so when they get the RFID, it goes to kill the DNA, the overcomer of God in your life. But there's one thing. You have to willingly receive the RFID, the mark of the beast. You have to be willing to receive that. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. As long as you deny that shit, as long as you deny that technology, as long as you deny the mark of the beast, and you refuse to take the mark of the beast, you are more than overcomer. And you have no excuse because you have Jesus Christ himself living in you through the person of the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Uh, yes, when the Lord revealed that to me uh, yesterday morning, I was blown away. I shared with the brothers and sisters at night, last night. They were like, wow, brother Ovi. The Lord kept me up yesterday morning all morning long, and I didn't even know why. My son came to me 529 in the morning after I just finished prayer, uh, I don't know, how, an hour or two earlier, and I'm like, I only have an hour or two of sleep. And praise the Lord, hallelujah. Uh, uh, the Lord wanted me to pray. I was like, man, I cannot get back to sleep. The Lord wanted me to pray. And so I stayed up in prayer with the Lord for the rest of the morning. And the Lord started revealing these things to me, and I was blown away. I said, oh, my goodness. He made us in our DNA overcome, Lord. My goodness. Uh, that's why the technology of the RFID, praise the Lord. I didn't understand all these things until the Lord revealed them to me yesterday morning. And I said, oh, this is so awesome. This is so awesome. Hallelujah. Praise Jesus. No wonder the devil is trying to kill the, the, the DNA of the person with this technology, the RFID. Because we are more, we're overcomer in our DNA. And when the Lord comes upon us, we are more than overcomer. Hallelujah. He, God wants us to stay more than overcomer through Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Yes, Sister Satan, that's exactly what the Lord is saying. We need to, the Lord said this last week through his prophet. Hallelujah. And many thought, well, this is, this is nothing new. Hallelujah. What the Lord was showing me this morning was that the government was saying to the people, if you have food, you can stay in your homes. But if you come out of your home, you will be arrested and thrown into a government facility where you're going to have food and, and medicine. Well, they were making the facility attractive by telling people you have food and medicine. But as we were taking, which the Lord told me not to go out of the house, 
The Lord told me, don't go out of my house, because I asked the Lord this morning when I came back, I was telling my wife this, and my wife says to me, why can't my kid go, don't go out to the, to, the, to, the, uh, to the patio of the house, outside the house, and play? Why can they cannot go out in front of the house and play, my wife said to me, when I was sharing this with, with her. And, I, and I, what I didn't finish telling my wife, which later I explained it to her, is when, when Levi and Joshua went out of the house to play, the government vehicle came that was uh, telling the people, hallelujah, Yes, exactly, Sister Sadie. When people are starving in these days to come, they're going to be forced to go out and they're going to get arrested. But why did Obama want to send everyone to the FEMA camps, especially Christian, so he can try to inject into the hand, right hand, the RFID? That's going to be waiting. The RFID now will be waiting, are waiting for the people in the FEMA camps. That's why when he declared this martial law, when he declared this martial law, Okay? Praise Jesus, hallelujah. Uh, he's going to get people in the FEMA camps. He's going to get them because before he releases them into the community, like we had a homeless here say to a friend of ours here, that now when, when, when homeless people are picked up in the street and they get taken to the FEMA camp, immediately they ask them, uh, we got this, we, we're going to offer you this RFID technology, and, and if you get this, you're going to get full stamp, uh, you're going to get assistance, you're going to get this, you're going to get that right away. Right away, if you get this RFID. Now, they're doing now here in North, in North Carolina. In this state, they're doing that now. But this is not the only state. But we heard it here now. They're doing that to the homeless people here. Hallelujah. And, and, and the government and, and, and mayor are okay with that. They are okay with that, brothers and sisters, here in North Carolina. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Homeless people are being offered the RFID when they're thrown in the Phoenix camps right now. So this is yesterday news over here. Yesterday news. This is old over here. This is happening for a few months already. Okay, here. So this is old. So my brothers and sisters, uh, the government, uh, the beast is moving quick. He's moving quick. He knows that people are escaping soon in the rapture. So he's trying to get a few of them before they disappear. Okay? Uh, the devil knows the word. He knows the Bible. He knows that soon people will disappear. And he's trying to get them quick. Before they do, see if he can get a couple of the elected ones. That's what he's trying to do. I remember when the Lord took me once to the White House, Obama was in front of a computer, and I saw him pinpointing people in different states that were Christian, anointed Christian with the Holy Spirit, saying, I want them. Those are the ones I want. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. And so what I'm saying, brothers and sisters, is he, he is pinpointing Christian where they are, and he wants them because he knows they are going to disappear with the Lord soon. He knows about the Meknal hour, the Lord picking up his bride. And so, praise the Lord. So, yes, what the Lord was showing me was that, uh, that I heard the, the, the government building saying, you can stay in your house if you got enough food. But if you get caught coming out of your house, you will, you will be arrested and be picked up by us and thrown into a government facility. And I said, wow. And then they make the office and they said, uh, you can have food and medicine there. So people can come out, will come out of the house and, and, you know, praise God. But what if, what have the Lord been saying to us for more than two years, but brothers and sisters, through the Lord's Tower? Save up emergency food supply. Save up emergency food supply. Haven't the Lord been saying that to us? Hallelujah. Haven't the Lord been speaking to his prophet for us to save emergency food supply? He's been saying that for, for years, that we should have this emergency food supply. 
and we should have it for a year at least. A year at least. I sent my wife earlier before I started the program to buy me food in Walmart. Go ahead and I give her my credit card. Go ahead. Go ahead. Do it. Do it. Because since this morning, since what the Lord showed me this morning, my goodness, we, we, we got to have enough. We got to have enough, brothers and sisters. We cannot put this off. Or you're going to come out of your house, you're going to get arrested and thrown into a government facility. Fitness camps will be full of people. We got over 400 million people in the United States. This is what is at stake here, brothers and sisters. And not only the United States, many other nations, Europe, I believe Canada will do the same. If a major emergency happens, remember uh, Prophet Dr. Word says that uh, there will be a tsunami hitting Canada. It could be this tsunami coming to the north part of the United States. Canada is part of the north of the United States. Hallelujah. I know it's central north, but it, that, that, there's a river, I forgot the name, in Canada. The doctor word says that the water will go up to the river and, and, will get, and will get into many places. Many people will lose their home. The Lord sent doctor word last year to Canada to give the people in Canada that word. So there will be many nations affected when this meteor hit Puerto Rico or near Puerto Rico. Hallelujah. And Prophet Ephraim will do this. It's warning people. He is warning people up and down. Hallelujah. Amen, St. Lawrence. Amen. Hallelujah. He is warning people that uh, this, this meteor is going to hit. And many nations will be in great danger. Many nations, brothers and sisters, it is time for us to be in sincere repenting with God. We we gotta be seeking God now more than ever. I I I would able to look up some word. Hallelujah. And 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 um, praise Jesus, Hallelujah. So I can pray a few words. Hallelujah. So I can pray a Hallelujah. There was a sister that uh, that put up put up a word. Wait, brother, Hallelujah. I want I want to go ahead. Uh, uh, one is Mashallah. Thank you, Jesus, Hallelujah. Let me see if I can get the other one, uh, if the other one was uploaded right. Hallelujah. Because I, I want to play this word. Uh, this short, only a few minutes. But it really, uh, it really, uh, it's really a warning to the people. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Uh, this is uh, 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 one that has to do with what Obama did uh, 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 last month. Okay. We're going to listen to it just for a little. And I'll be back well, after this. An executive order signed by President Obama has sparked controversy on both sides of the political aisle. The National Defense Resources Preparedness Executive Order was signed quietly Friday night. It gives the president the power to control U.S. resources in times of war and peace. And this includes food, water, oil, and transportation. Now, some are concerned this could lead to the executive branch having absolute authority over the nation's resources, and others question if this is all in preparation to go to war with Iran. Here is White House Press Secretary Jay Carney's answer to that question at a press conference. Some online commentary suggested this gives the executive branch power to allocate energy, food, water in either peacetime or wartime, and there are some conservative blogs that are pushing the notion that this suggests the White House is preparing for war with Iran. Can you explain what this executive order was? 
Well, I cannot explain that reaction to it. I think it was a fairly uh, standard and routine uh, piece of business. So is this just business as usual, or does it give the executive branch an unprecedented amount of power? To talk more about this, radio host Alex Jones joins me now from Austin. Hi, Alex. Nice to see you. So we just heard the, the White House there. They're, they're brushing this off, saying it's not really a big deal. But should Americans be alarmed? Americans should be extremely alarmed. Uh, look, at the NDAA, where the president's saying he can secretly kill Americans and have bags put over our head and have us thrown into black vans to disappear forever. Or look at the TSA and the airports groping people. Look at the drones in our skies. Look at Army checkpoints now, the end of uh, Posse Comitatus. What's dangerous about this Cold War era uh, emergency legislation is that it was for basically nuclear war, and it is for the government taking over infrastructure. You notice Carney didn't deny that. He just says this is business as usual. The difference is they're taking that out of the deep freeze and trying to thaw it out. And the president said last year during the Libya war that, hey, I don't need Congress's approval to launch this war. And then two weeks ago, they uh, told Congress, uh, the Secretary of Defense did, I don't need your authorization. The president doesn't need it to go into Syria. We'll do it if we want because the U.N. gives us permission. So we have a president and others saying they take orders from the U.N. and they're taking legislation designed for, uh, for when the U.S. is under a nuclear attack and everything's been destroyed, basically. And they're saying, we're going to use this in peacetime. So, so that's the difference. And we see the president shutting down power plants. Uh, without congressional approval, so his buddies make more money with their power plants that are left on. We see the president nationalizing General Motors, giving tens of trillions to foreign banks. We see the president signing legislation to charge people with felonies if they protest at national security events. All of this is part of an acceleration. It was incremental. Now it's an acceleration towards classical tyranny. And so we would be insane if we weren't concerned about this new executive order. Now, Alex, the justification um, when this has been an executive, similar executive orders in the past when presidents signed them is that they could be used in special, these special powers can be used during times of emergency. But as you just mentioned, this is special, this is different because it allows the president to exercise this authority in times of peace. So when, what does this mean? When can the president now use absolute control? Well, the president may try to implement this. It's still unconstitutional. It's still illegal. They can pass an NDAA saying they can kill me and no one ever knows where I went. Uh, you know, literally blow my head off, tie a chain around me, throw me in the ocean. They're saying they have that power. I say it's illegal. I say it's a violation of common law, Bill of Rights, Constitution. But, yes, you're right. The difference here is they're saying, hey, we can do this for any economic emergency or anything else, not just during a major world war. And so that's why this is so unprecedented and so incredibly dangerous, and that's why so many people are concerned about it. They just want to bring these powers in and then not have people challenge it. They don't like the fact that they're trying to power grab right now ahead of all these new wars they want to start, and people are standing up and saying that this is wrong, including 
Congress. Legislation has been introduced by Walter Jones of North Carolina that if Obama launches new wars in Syria or other areas without congressional approval, that impeachment begins. That has not been on any globalist, corporate, New World Order media here in the United States. Not ABC, not Fox, not CNN. None of them have covered that impeachment proceedings have begun. Look, there's major power grabs happening, and if we don't stand up and decry them, we're all in serious, serious danger. Now, um, you mentioned war, and you, when a reporter asked the question if, if perhaps war with Iran, this is all in preparation for war with Iran, you heard some laughs there, but um, could that be part of the motivation behind this executive order? Yeah, think about that. Everyone knows that Israel says they're getting ready to strike Iran. There's open discussions of it. Uh, they've got special forces and proxy groups blowing up military bases in Iran now. That's on record. And we see the president putting the U.S. on a war footing and signing a declaration that allows the grabbing of the entire infrastructure. That's what it says. And people say, does this have to do with Iran? And people laugh like we're strange because we're actually keeping our eye on the ball. Uh, that's the biggest sign there that you know how close we are towards this new war. They're sending Russian troops into Syria. The Russian ships are there docked. Uh, all of this, China, the Chinese president, two months ago said, prepare for war with the U.S. China has never talked like that. I mean, the world is racing towards a giant conflict. And the system doesn't want the people to know about this or to be part of the debate. They want to just say, oh, there's not anything going to happen with Iran. <laughs> That's crazy that there might be a war. How crazy. Oh, we're saying we'll secretly kill citizens if we want and use the military on them. Oh, it's crazy to not like that. Again, they don't want us to be awake to this. They don't want us to be discussing this because we might be able to stop this madness. So you think it might, might be a little bit of a, it was an uncomfortable laughter. Um, one thing that was raising eyebrows, the timing of this order, it was signed late Friday night before St. Patrick's Day. Do you find the timing strange at all, Alex? Uh, well, it's, it's clear that they didn't want the public debating this or looking at this, just like the National Defense Authorization Act was signed in the afternoon on New Year's Eve, December 31st, 2011. Obama had said he didn't want to sign it. Then it turned out he demanded that the provision for secret arrest of citizens and secret killing and torture be added. You know, people ask, is this martial law? Yes, we've been under a soft form of martial law with secret arrest, warrantless spying, protesters getting beaten up, uh, all of these type of things going on for a long, long time. Now they're telling us torture is good, secret arrest of citizens is good, uh, the government taking over infrastructure is good. They don't deny all this stuff that we warn people about forever being real now. You know, before they laugh at you and say it wasn't real. Now it's real, but you're still a conspiracy theorist if you don't trust them. Well, then all the founding fathers of this country were conspiracy theorists. And the last thing I want to say is this. Throughout history, uh, governments have gotten out of control and hurt people. And I want everybody to understand, this is not even America doing this. The same banks you see openly appointing presidents and prime ministers in Europe, 
The same mega banks announcing world government are the people that have captured America. It's these oligarchs that are doing this while they sit offshore playing our nations off against each other. We need to come together against the new world order global crime banking syndicate and restore our country's sovereignty before World War III is started. And the good news is the military and police and others that I talk to are waking up in droves. And that's why the system's trying to accelerate their takeover and trying to sign these pieces of legislation in the dead of night before a holiday when they think people will be too drunk to notice. Um, Alex, I do want to switch now to another topic. I know you have very strong opinions about this. Uh, also has to do with government expanding powers. Um, it's NSA's newest and biggest surveillance program. It's called Total Information Awareness. The program targets all kinds of electronic information from around the world. So this includes email, tweets. Praise the Lord. Uh, I'll leave that there. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. So, so you see, my brothers and sisters, uh, what the government wants is practically take the right of, of people. And they, they're planning this behind closed doors. And uh, they, don't, they don't understand what our Bible said. And let me tell you what our Bible said. First uh, Thessalonians 5.3. For when they shall say peace and safety. Now, why, why does the Lord say, so, so when they say peace and safety? Well, remember what the Lord says? Let, uh, uh, the devil deceive them all. Remember they're talking about the devil deceiving or the, or the beast deceiving them all. Remember that? So who is saying peace and safety? The beast is. The beast is saying this. Peace and safety to all citizens, to all the world. They shall come upon them sudden destruction of the travail upon a woman with a child, and they will not escape. This is why verse 4 says, But ye, brethren, are not in darkness, that the day shall come up on you as a, word, as a thief. Be you surprised. Don't you be surprised. If you, if you are not in darkness, if you are in prayer, if you are seeking the Lord, if you are seeking God, this uh, martial law and this stuff that is coming, it will not be a surprise to you. You, you will be aware if you are listening to a program like this, if you are seeking the Lord, you will be one. Because God is warning his people. God is preparing us for what's coming. Don't want us to suffer. Because we are not appointed for, for tribulation. We're not appointed for wrath. Which is wrath is tribulation. We're not appointed to, to stay in the tribulation if we are seeking the Lord. To go home in the rapture. We are not appointed for that. So God is warning us. Look, they're going to say to you peace and safety. Don't believe them. Don't least listen to them. What do people do every day? Oh, they go on, on TV looking for where Obama is speaking. They go on the Internet to see what Obama says. Forget about what the beast is saying. He is deceiving the whole world, the Bible says. Everyone who's listening to him, he is deceiving them. He's telling you what you want to hear. Peace and safety, my friend. He is telling you what, you want, what he wants you to hear. That's what the devil does. He tells people what they want to hear. You'll be like, God. And I don't know what you can do anything you feel like. He was telling Eve exactly what, uh, what uh, he thought Eve wanted to hear. Oh, yeah? Some people say, oh, yeah. Oh, that sounds good. It sounds good, but it's not good. It sounds good, but it's not good. It's a deceive. It's a deceiving word. 
And so he's telling people peace and safety. Oh, we're seeking for the peace of the world. Well, Russia's not seeking the peace now, they're saying. Oh, are they are seeking the peace? No, neither. This beast is a deceiving beast. Uh, and, but Bible says, be, but ye brethren are not in darkness. You are not in darkness. You are in, you are in the light of the Son of God, Lord Jesus Christ. You don't need to listen to his lie. They are deceiving. You don't. You don't. Don't listen to Obama. Stay away from his lying. He is deceiving people left to right. They're falling. Hallelujah. Verse 5. Ye are all children of the light and children of the day. We are not of the night, neither of the darkness. Don't you compare yourself to them. We're all the same, some say. No, you no, we're not. Some are in light and some are in darkness. So, some have the Holy Spirit, some not own, or many don't. Not everyone is the same. Some people are hanging on to God. I'm hanging on to Jesus. Hallelujah. They're seeking God with everything they have. No matter what country you listen to me from, India, China, Japan, it don't matter, Russia, it don't matter where you are right now listening to this program. Don't trust your government. Don't trust your government. Hallelujah. When the government says, don't run, run. Hallelujah. When the government says, don't hide, hide. Hallelujah. Do the opposite of what they say. Hallelujah. Same thing Jesus said to the disciples about the Pharisees and scribes. Hallelujah. Because Pharisees and scribes, it was so apparent for them. Hallelujah. They would tell people, do this, do that, but they wouldn't do anything. If you look at their example, you'll fall. But at least the Pharisees and scribes were reading the Bible. Obama reads the Bible sometimes to contradict the Bible. That's what he does to deceive people. Praise the Lord, hallelujah. That's what the devil does with every word. He marked God. Hallelujah. BG, now deceived, my brothers and sisters. We got to keep our eyes on Jesus. We are children of the, of the day. We are children of the light. Hallelujah. We're different. We are different, brothers and sisters. Verse 6. Therefore, let us not sleep as others do, but let us watch and be sober. What is it that God wants us to be doing now? Watch. Watching. Watching for the coming of Jesus, praying. Hallelujah. Pray and watch, says Jesus. Pray and watch. Hallelujah. Let us watch. But therefore, let us not be asleep as others. The rest of the people that are following Obama are asleep. And the, and the Bible says to you and I, let us not be like them, asleep. But let us watch and be sober. Hallelujah. Praise Jesus, hallelujah. Sober, stay away from all kinds of evil. Stay away. Keep it away from your life. Hallelujah. Like an, an alcoholic, keeps alcohol away from himself. Verse 7. For they that sleep, sleep in the night. And they that be drunken are drunken in the night. Hallelujah. Be careful with alcohol. Be careful with alcohol. It's not for the children of the light. It's for the children of the night. Alcohol, listen to this, alcohol is for the children of the, of the night, for those that are asleep, not for you and I that are children of the day, not you and I that are watching. For they that are asleep, sleeping in the night, they that are drunken, 
Alcohol. A drunken in the night. Be careful with alcohol. Many Christians will tell you it's okay for you to drink. Many Christians will, t- will say to you, it's okay to drink wine. Dr- wine contains lots of alcohol. It's okay for you to drink beer. It contains a lot of alcohol. Be very careful. We are not children of the night. If you are children of the day and children of the light, don't drink. Stay away from drinking. Especially now that the Lord Jesus Christ is so close to come. Verse 8. But let us, which are of the day, be sober. Put in our, a sober person, don't drink. Staying away from alcohol. Put in the breastplate of faith and love in the hope of salvation for a helmet. In other words, you take the word of God, you speak the word of God, you walk the, the word of God, you think about the word of God, you meditate on the word of God, you preach the word of God, all you do is speak about the word of God. Put on this armor of the word of God. Putting on the breastplate uh, of faith. I'm believing Jesus is coming. I know he's coming soon. I can see the sign. I can read the writing on the wall. That's you and I. Hallelujah. Love. Love thy heavenly. Love everyone. Hallelujah. The hope of salvation as a helmet. Helmet goes on your head. Salvation goes on your head. Your way of thinking. I'm saved. I'm not of this world. As your helmet goes on your head, the thinking goes on your head. In other words, Paul is saying, keep thinking you're saved. Keep speaking that you are saved. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. In another word, let salvation be more important than anything else. What Jesus has done in your life, let it be the most important. Keep it on your head. Think about it so you don't forget it. As a helmet, put it on. Put it on. Make sure you tie that helmet real tight so it will not get loosened or anything. Don't lose your helmet. Don't lose your helmet. The Lord says many that were in the ark are coming out of the ark. They are losing their helmet. They start thinking about their salvation. They're looking out into the world, and they're becoming asleep. Instead of being sober, they're back drinking. They were sober for, for many years. They were safe sober for many years. Now they're back drinking alcohol again. They're back into the bar drinking beer, drinking wine, drinking all kinds of uh, margarita, all kinds of drink, missing all kinds of drink. They're back sleeping. They were sober. Now they're now. They're drinking again. The Bible said, let us be sober. Hallelujah. We are children of the day. We're children of the light. Let's put away alcohol. Let's put away drugs. Hallelujah. Let's put away any sinful things. Hallelujah. That can make us fall. Hallelujah. Verse 9. For God has not appointed us to what? But to obtain salvation by the means of our Lord Jesus Christ. God don't want you to perish. Hallelujah. And he shows it by sending his son to die on the cross. That's the mean God provided. God provided a mean and God provided a way. He meant it and he showed it. He shows it. God, God is not like man. Oh, I promise I'll do that for you. Then you're looking for the promise. You never find the guy who promises to you. 
That's no way. That's not the way God is. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. By the mean of our Lord Jesus Christ, God meant it and shared by sending His Son on the cross. Hallelujah. He went to the cross for life for you and I. Every word God meant it and showed it on the cross. The cross is the key to victory, brothers and sisters. What Jesus said on the cross is the key. Verse 10. Which died for us, that whether we wake or sleep, we should live together with him. Hallelujah. Whether we wake or sleep, this is sleeping. This is not the kind of sleeping going into sin. This is the kind of sleeping is going to sleep like Lazarus. He was asleep for four days when Jesus raised him up. Lord, if he was here, my brother would not die, said his sister. Martha, then I say, hallelujah. The hand that believes in me shall, ne- shall not die, but shall live. Praise the Lord, hallelujah. It, you know, sometimes um, things can look bad, but when Jesus is on the boat, Hallelujah. He will bring calm. He will bring peace. Make sure Jesus is on your boat, on your life, on your home, on your marriage, in your family. Pray for your family. Pray for your children. Pray for your husband, your wife. Don't, don't stop praying for them. Seek for their salvation. Knock for God to open the door for them. Hallelujah. And the mercy of God come up in their life like a helmet. Hallelujah. God will save them through your prayer. If you continue to pray for your family, Jesus will pray. As you pray, Jesus pray. Remember, remember what the word says, where two witnesses come together, there I will be. But in the law, the law of Moses says that there must be two witnesses for the word to be true. So as you pray, so Jesus in heaven prayed. The Father looks at you praying, and he also looks at his son Jesus praying. Hallelujah. Oh, but you can have someone else pray for you too. The Holy Spirit. He interceded for the same according to the word of God, says Paul to the Romans, preaching them about the Holy Spirit. So you, you can say, Holy Spirit, intercede for me on this prayer. Lord Jesus, intercede for me on this prayer. Lord, I intercede for my family on this prayer. Now there's three of you praying before God. Jesus is praying for you and your family. The Holy Spirit is praying for your prayer, and you are praying for your prayer. All three praying for you before God. God looks at his son. God looks at his spirit, and he knows the intention of the spirit, says Paul to the Roman. He knows the intention of the heart. So the Spirit intercedes for you according to the, 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 the will of God. And as the Holy Spirit intercedes for you, as the Lord intercedes for you, as you intercede for you, or your family, whoever you're interceding for, there's three before God, three witnesses. Three giving up witnesses. Because in heaven there are three that give witness, the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Now you've got two on your behalf interceding for you before the Father, and you're doing a donkey here. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. As you're doing that intercession for someone, because Jesus said the Bible, he, he liveth to intercede. Pray without ceasing. That's interceding. When you pray without ceasing, you pray for someone without ceasing. Every day you say to God, God, 
I know you're going to, uh, you're going to save my wife or, or my brother or my father or my mother. I know you're going to save them, Lord. If I asked you yesterday, I remind you today. Hallelujah. And this prayer goes before God. Hallelujah, like a beautiful fragrance. And God smell your prayer that smell good. Hallelujah. Because you're claiming his promise. And God says from heaven, Amen. Let it be done. Hallelujah. Let it be done. And your prayer will come to pass in the time God assigns it to come to pass. Or God determines because God has a season and a time for everything that is done under the sun, says Ecclesiastes. It's a time and a season. And the season for your prayers to be answered is coming. The time is coming. You may, you may not see your prayer being answered last season. Hallelujah. But the, the year has different seasons. Remember that. The year has different seasons. And so the season for you is coming and for I. Oh, I just want to go home and be with Jesus. Uh, we're entering the season. We are entering the season. God has a time and a season when he does everything under the sun. It's taught uh, Solomon, the wisest man. He taught this to his generation. Hallelujah. Our season, we are entering our season, brothers and sisters. Hallelujah. Our time is now. Don't miss the season. You know that in the Old Testament, some, some people can miss the season by not being obedient to the word. God says to the Jewish people that the, the earth must rest seven years. And then he had this different celebration and told them not to work on the Sabbath. Hallelujah. He told them not to work on the Sabbath. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. But some people could have broken that. And they, 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 and they did break that many times. Other family will, will bless in due season. You will be blessed in due season, says the Lord. Hallelujah. The bride, this is the season for the bride of Christ to hang on to the, to the Lord. Okay? Keep the lamb burning as a, like a torch. And as the Lord sees the lamb burning in your life, and you got that extra oil, as you have that extra oil, hallelujah, the bridegroom comes, and you enter, and you go away with him. Praise the Lord. But this is your season. Don't, don't listen to those that are saying post-rapture. They're trying to move your belief from your season. This is your season. This is my season. Not going to let anyone steal my season, a blessing. This is my season for me to be blessed, to enter into God's rest. This is my season. Hallelujah. God rested on the seventh day. Uh, on the seventh day, we're entering the, the, hallelujah, the seventh day now. The number seven. Remember the number seven? We're entering the number seven. When the seven, when, when the seven is completed, we're out of here. We're, we're entering. Jesus showed me the other day, seven, a number seven. And we're entering that number seven soon. Into the total rest of God and the rest of the Lord. That's what we're entering into that number seven. We're entering, we enter the number seven in time. Which is, time is just barely nothing. And then after whatever's left is gone, we enter into the rest of the Lord. Hallelujah. He's calling us into his rest. The bridegroom is just a season to enter into the rest. Do not miss your sitting. 
Do not miss your season, hallelujah. Do not miss it. Do not miss the rapture. Do not miss the rapture. Because in everything that is left, it's all tribulation. It's all suffering and pain. Hallelujah. And the gnashing of tea. Always pain, gnashing of tea. You'll, you'll see people gnashing their teeth, click, 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 in pain soon. That's what's coming. Hallelujah. The gnashing of tea is coming, brothers. Don't stay for that. Don't stay for the pain that is coming. You think it's been a pain waiting? Your pain now cannot compare to the pain of the tribulation. Your suffering cannot compare to the suffering that is coming to the earth. Hallelujah. The, the trial is coming. Hallelujah. What we're going to pass very soon is, is small to what the people in the tribulation are going to encounter. Hallelujah. Bible says there will be no peace for the wicked. There will be no peace for the wicked, the Bible says. There will be no peace in those seven years. Absolutely no peace. You and I can have peace now from the Ruach of God, the Holy Spirit. They will, have, they will not have that. They will not have that peace in their heart. They will have no peace of mind. There will be no peace for the wicked, says the Lord. Hallelujah. There will be no peace. There will be no peace. The peace is for the bride. The peace is for you and I. The peace is for the brethren. When Jesus came to see the brethren, he says, Peace. Shalom. Every time he came after the resurrection, he said shalom unto his disciples. There will only be peace for the bride of Christ. Uh, Christ. There will only be peace for the, for the righteous. But there will be no peace for the wicked, said the Lord. No peace. They will have no peace for seven years. And when they say peace, when they say peace and safety, oh boy, Nuclear weapon goes boom. Hallelujah. Sudden destruction. It's a nuclear weapon. Nuclear bomb. Atomic bomb. Hallelujah. Atom bombs going up everywhere. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. People will not sleep. The Lord took me to the tribulation one time, and I was walking the street, and I saw uh, the darkness around people's eyes. And I said, uh, I said to the people, what's going on? And people say, I haven't been able to sleep. I don't know the last time this woman said to me, I was able to sleep. Just like that, she says to me. I don't know what, the last time I was able to sleep, or, or the last year. She, she didn't know. She didn't know. Her eyes were completely black around. You know, when you go different nights without sleep, all around your eyes turns black completely. But when you go a year without sleeping, Imagine a year, you're, you're practically dropping to the floor, but you can't because you're running from all these demons. That's the tribulations. Your sleep will be a remembrance, and your memory sleep will be. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord in your memory. Because you know if you drop to the floor, there comes the humbies. They throw you in, they take you to the female camp, and they say, you're falling asleep, and you are no more pain. Oh, you want to get this mark now? You just want to get the RFID now? Just get it over with and get a night of sleep? All right, just give it to me. Hallelujah. That's all they're going to do to people. Now, if they go going nights, years without sleeping. They can't run no more. They're tired. The government show us with a humble and you can get a nice, a real nice night of sleep or many nights of sleep. 
if you just get the RFID and stop running. Stop running. Stop doing this to yourself. I remember, I remember uh, one time the Lord took me to tribulation and this, this lady who said was very religious, who got the RFID, was showing it to this young girl who had uh, uh, two or three kids behind her, and they look, their face looked all dirty. The young girl and the kids, they look all dirty. They look like kids that were born in the tribulation. Their face looked all dirty, three and four years old, all dirty. And she was going through the garbage. I saw her picking up food to see her kids. And this sister said, hey, sister, God bless you. She looked at her and said, huh, I can hardly recognize you no more. Why are you doing this to yourself, sister, and to your kids? Look. And she, and she rolled her, her shirt and said, look at my right hand. Look, I got the mark. What is up? What is up with this mark? What is the big deal with this mark, she said to her. What is the big deal about this, Mike? Look, just get it. I got help from the government. I, you know, I got assistance from the government. I can go and buy to any market. I can go to work. I can do everything I want, sister. And look at you. Oh, you stink. You stink. Your kids stink so much. And she said, ah, oh, look at you eating from the garbage. And the sister said, the Lord willing, the Lord willing, the Lord willing, sister, you made a mistake by taking the, 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 the mark of the beast. You, you made a mistake. That's the mark of the beast. Oh, that's how you Christians call it, the mark of the beast. That's what the Bible calls it. That's what God calls it. She said, you made a mistake. I don't care if my children and I starve to death. We're going to continue eating from the garbage, and whenever we can, God will provide I'm not getting the mark of the beast. I'm telling you right now. Sister, I don't know what's in your head. I think you're going crazy, that other woman said. You are going crazy, sister. You don't want to get us. Remember, you and I used to go to church together. Who are you kidding? Who are you kidding? We used to go to church together. Look at me. I'm all fine. Everything is well with me and my family. We got the mark. We got the mark. But you guys call it the mark of the beast. Okay? Uh-huh. Uh, does our president look like a beast? Does he look like a beast to you? Uh, you Christian with your thing and your conspiracy theory and all that, and criticizing our, our wonderful president? Look what we got. We're fine. We're fine. Look at you starving. Look at you starving. Huh? Huh? Are you still thinking about those who disappeared? Maybe aliens took them? Maybe aliens took them. Yeah, they disappeared. Oh, yeah, those were faithful, and they endured to the end. We should have listened. We didn't listen to them. We didn't listen to them. They disappeared. They disappeared. And she was making fun of her. And I was seeing the whole scene, the whole conversation there. And I said, oh, man. Oh, man, the mercy of the Lord. The mercy of God. He just wants to save us. He wants to deliver us. And look at us arguing with God. Many people just want to argue. The Lord, the Lord says to me, my son, when they write to you and they want to argue, don't, don't argue with them. Just ignore them, the Lord says to me. Ignore them. I just had a brother this morning email me to argue with me, to email. I deleted his email. And I hope he's listening. The Lord told me that. Don't argue with them. They want to argue, my son. My word is clear. Don't you argue with them. Just ignore them. 
Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. I, I'm not here to argue with anyone about the Word of God. I'm here to deliver the Lord's message. They take heed to it or not. That's the problem with God. Hallelujah. Salvation is individual. They, they're going to have to give an account soon. Whether they stay in the tribulation, okay, and they end up to going to the white throne judgment after the millennium, okay, they're going to have to give an account to God. And they're going to show them and remind them the time when they preached in the rapture, and they argue about and reject the rapture. It's going to be shown in the white throne judgment. You know, the day of the white throne judgment, I don't want to be there. I don't want to be there, especially to people that, I, that heard my message. I don't want to be, I want to be fishing that day. I want to be fishing away, you know, whatever same want to go there and see the enemy being judged and being, seeing demon being judged. You can go ahead and go. I, I, I'm going to ask the Lord, please don't let me go there. I don't want to be in that white throne judgment. I don't want to see when they're being judged and all that. Praise the Lord, because I already know what God is going to say. This book we have is a book of life. And everyone will be judged according to the book, the Bible says. Every time they preach the message to them, they hear the message, they will be reminded in the white throne judgment. They're going to be shown to them when God sent his servant to tell them to prepare to go home in the rapture. And they ignore God or will not believe and they're not prepared. Hallelujah. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. I'm glad. I am glad I'm not preaching to billions, only to a few. In a way, I am, because the Lord says to me back in 2011, my son, I'm raising you for a ministry where I'm going to bring a few of my sons and daughters, and they will listen to my message to you. Hallelujah. He let me know back in 2011 that I will not be a, a preacher for, for billions. I'm a preacher for only a few, a few that will listen. Praise the Lord, hallelujah. This is why I'm not worried and I'm not concerned. Because the Lord already spoke to me personally. He came to me personally. Jesus Christ was standing in front of me when he came to tell me this. And I was looking at his beautiful eyes, his beautiful hair, his beautiful clothing, and Jesus was speaking to me about this. And he said, he was raising me for a few, to prepare a few for him to take them home. So I know my message is not for many. It is not for many people. It's only for a few that will listen, a few that will prepare, a few that will go home with Jesus. The rest, hallelujah, they have the book. They have the Bible. Hallelujah. That's why when Lazarus, the rich man, went to hell and said, for his family to be one, what did they say? They have the prophet. They have the Lord Moses. They have all they need. They don't need nothing else. We have this gospel, and the gospel has been preached unto all the nations, and then the end will come, Jesus said. Not before the gospel gets preached, afterward. After the gospel gets preached unto all the earth, then the righteous happens. Why is the righteous so close? Because the gospel has been preached unto all the earth. The gospel of Jesus Christ. Everywhere on the earth, including in the Indian mountains and Africa, everywhere, has been told to them that Jesus died for the world on the cross, that he died for them and gave his life for them. Everywhere the gospel has been preached. Praise the Lord, hallelujah, for those 
Hallelujah. Holy servant of God, who God sent, those missionaries, God sent to every nation, Russia, uh, India, Africa, hallelujah, and many other nations to preach this gospel, this holy gospel. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord of Jesus Christ for them to be saved. And Jesus said later on in Matthew 24, then the end will come. After the gospel gets preached and it's been preached, so now is the end. That's one of the signs we can take serious, brothers and sisters. The gospel has been preached, now the end. Jesus said the end will come after that. Not before, but after. Praise the Lord, hallelujah. And so that's why we're so close to be going home with Jesus, brothers and sisters. We are so close. Hallelujah. We're so close. Hallelujah. We're so close because the gospel has been preached. People have heard the gospel. Now, they rejected the gospel. That's another thing. That is another thing. It's not a waste because God is going to call everyone into an account. God is going to call everyone into an account. So it's not a waste. Because they have heard the gospel. They have heard the truth. When the white throne judgment comes, they're going to have to give an account. Now, they come seven years tribulation and days. I believe the tribulation will start this year, 2014. I don't know the day or the hour. I know it's close. I know the tribulation is close. And I know everyone who ends up staying in the tribulation will regret it. They regret every word they listen from the word of God, and they reject it. They will, they're going to regret that. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. God is good. God is good. Hallelujah. And his love, his love endure for Listen to this. I'll be back after this. It seems to be out here. Hi, guys. I had a dream last night. It was like early this morning, actually. And I was in a car. And I picked up this lady that I didn't know, and I was bringing her somewhere where I didn't know where we were going. And when we got there, we were in this huge coliseum-type thing. It was low in the center, and then the stairs went way, way up. And all of the aisles that people were walking up and down were super narrow. So, like, if you were going up, which fortunately I was going up with this lady, um people were coming down and I took this as kind of a confirmation of the message that I got yesterday which was don't leave the ark um, people were going down the back down the stairs on the very narrow path um, and they were leaving and I was going to the place and I was climbing up the stairs so um, then the other thing that really struck me about the stream and maybe somebody can um, tell me what they think this means. There's a girl that I met when I got to the top and I was walking along the top of the stadium um, and she saw me and I saw her and I kept saying hi to her and she was just acting like she didn't know me at all. And I've known this woman for, for many years because my kids went to preschool together with her kids her child. So I've known her for many years. We're not, I wouldn't call us friends because we don't hang out. 
um, acquaintances more like, but, um, you know, I, there was a time in my life where I was a little bit closer with her and I did do some things with her, but I haven't talked to her, been around her for a long time. She happens to go to the church that if I was attending church, I would be attending. And I was involved with her in a couple of, um, maybe it was just one, Bible study. But she was acting like she didn't know me. And I don't know why. Um, she's kind of, you know, I don't like to be mean, but um, I quit going to Bible study and I quit going to church because I thought the women were a little fakey. And, you know, that's maybe the enemy just convincing me not to go. I just would prefer to... Um, you know, find a church that I like and attend that and do a lot of stuff on my own and, you know, with close friends that aren't like that. This woman could be construed in my mind that she's a little fakey, um, but she didn't seem to know me at all and she was ignoring me. I kept saying her name and she just would look at me with this blank stare like she had no idea who I was. Um, and I was repeating her name, but she just never, it never clicked, um, who I was, which is really weird to me. So I don't know what that means. Um, I don't know what she is a picture of. If she's a picture of religion and I'm not religious enough for her, I, you know, I just don't know. So if anyone has any insight into that one, please let me know what you think. Definitely something to be said for the big, huge, long, you know, it was like a block tall, the stadium, and I was walking upstairs in a very narrow aisle. Like, there was enough room for two people, but it was super narrow, and you kind of had to squeeze by people and go up a little bit sideways um, as they were coming, slowing down the stairs. We were going up the stairs, um, and I was with this stranger that I had never seen before um, when we were going up the stairs. So, okay, guys, that's, that's the dream. <laughs> um, hopefully somebody will have some perspective on that. Have a great weekend, and thanks for listening. I received a prophetic word on uh, March 15th, 2014. The title of it is The Enemy Trembles at My Army's Rising. I'm going to go ahead and read that to you now. Gather, my soldiers. Come gather around your commander. Hear my voice. Resist the voice of your enemy. He is a liar. He desires to confuse you. He desires to separate you from me. Will you allow it? My chosen ones, my dearly loved treasures, look up. Why the sad faces? Why are you worried? Why do you, uh, why do you believe the enemy's lies? Have I not told you? Have I not warned you that he goes around like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour? My children, he may not devour you if you reject his lies. I have put my spirit within you. Did I not say that the very least in my kingdom is greater than John the Baptist, who was among my greatest, my very greatest? 
So how much greater are you than the wicked, rebellious, fallen ones? My dearly loved ones, resist the lies of your enemies. Submit to my work within you. I am doing a great work. You have nothing to fear. You are a mighty army with a mighty king. I lead my army. I train my soldiers. Great exploits you shall do because I am in you. The enemy is afraid. They hear your rising. The sons and daughters arise. My army is rising. The enemy trembles at your rising. What a beautiful sight you are. Can you hear the sound of your rising? Bone to bone, sinew, flesh, breath, life, resurrection life. Do you feel my wind? Do you feel my breath? It breathes on you and in you now. The enemy rages wildly with lies. My spirit overcomes. It overtakes the deception for all that have ears to hear. Hear what the spirit says. Awaken, rise, live, breathe my life, resurrection life. I breathe upon you. Breathe deeply now my life. My Holy Spirit, I give to you without measure. Feel my holy fire, my sons and daughters. My purging fire burns within you. The fire of my presence burns upon you. What a sight you are, the enemies. See my fire upon you and they shudder. The enemy sees my beautiful army rising. What can they do? Where will they hide? I came to destroy the works of darkness like father, like son. My spirit rests upon you. Come close, my children. You are not alone. Your king, your commander will not leave you. It is I working in you. It is I working with you. Resist all lies. Be courageous. Do not fear. Praise the Lord. God, we thank you for this word, Lord. We receive it, Father God. We thank you, Lord God, that, Lord, that you are raising up your army in these last days. And yes, King Jesus, you are the leader of your army. Lord, I know that you have a remnant, God. Lord, that you have a people, Lord, who are dedicated to you and who love you and will, who, who will hear you and obey you. So, Lord God, we just thank you for it. We praise you for it. And, Lord God, we just invite you to come and have your way. We love you so much. In the mighty name of Yahshua, I pray. We love you, Lord. Amen. Well, that's all I have for now, guys. I love you. God bless you. Bye-bye. Hi, guys. It's March 20th. Um, the Lord gave me quite a word this morning. I listened to, um, I believe it's one of his latest messages, um, See Ho Song had it put up, and it was an Alvi Zapata message. And I listened to part of it, and then the Lord um, instructed me that he had a word for me. So I haven't really finished listening to that message yet, but one of the main things that he was saying is that there are people leaving the ark and not to leave the ark. And this is kind of what this message is about. Um, so please prayerfully discern, and if anyone finds any scriptures, post it in the comments. And this is a long message. Okay, my daughter, just as you have heard, 
just as you have had ears to hear, share my message with many who will also hear. My messengers, sound the alarm. There is a peace before the storm, and there will be many storms. Be with me now, my children. Belong to me, be mine. Be not of or with the world around you. Let nothing tantalize you and remove you from me. Let nothing remove you from my presence. When you participate with unbelievers in the things of this world, it hurts my heart and removes the power of my Ruach HaKodesh Holy Spirit to do anything in or for you. You are not engaged to marry this world, but you are engaged to marry me. Do not forget our engagement. Do not walk out on the commitment you made to me, my loves. Nothing put in front of you in this world can surpass my coming glory. Nothing is worth leaving the ark and breaking our engagement. I promise, my children, it won't be much longer. And if you will put your trust in me now, you will be on the receiving end of my miracles and my good favor. I see that for many of you, it is very difficult. You wait, and you see the world around you falling deeper and deeper into darkness. You see those around you who do not know me suffering. You see the increase of darkness in all forms, and you are tired of this and disturbed in your spirit. I understand what you are feeling, and I am feeling it right along with you. But I must search and find those last sheep. The hour is near, and the time is criti- this time is critical. There are sheep that are lost that must be found, for I want none to perish. Now is the time, my children, you must press deeper into me, deeper than ever before. Let me cover you, let me protect you, let me comfort you, let me guide you, and let yourself be mine. Let me cleanse you in the mikvah bath and remove the final spots and wrinkles from your heart. Hold fast, my love. Sorry, my dog is sneezing here. When the final sheep is rescued, you will have new bodies, new assignments. You will be above the things of this earth and seated in heavenly places. You will be removed and changed, and your earthly bodies will be but a memory. I will give you new spiritual bodies that sustain you through any earthly attacks that you might face during the darkest, I'm sorry, during the harvest to come. You will walk under my full protection, transcending time and space. The limitations of your earth will no longer inhibit you. You will be able to fulfill my assignments and walk in complete confidence with no fear. Sadness, anger, and fear will cease as emotions. Your hearts will beat as one. You will flow with my life force, not the blood of your earth. You will be a force of good and change to the lost and the evil that will be rampant will not be able to touch you. This is my promise, my sheep. Stay aboard the ark and wait for this change. Await the entrance into my end-time army. Hi, everyone. Hope you're having a good day. Um, I just wanted to share a couple dreams I've had. Uh, One dream I had about two days ago, and the other dream I had, I think, three days ago. The first dream was a pre-rapture dream. 
And then the second dream was a, a martial law dream. So in my first dream, um, it had both me and my mom in it, and we were picking out wedding details. We were planning a wedding. I'm not sure if it was my wedding or whose wedding, but we were planning a wedding. And we were going through picking out details like different floral arrangements, different um, decorations, the colors, just all kinds of wedding details. And it was uh, said in my dream that the wedding was going to cost $60,000. And I was thinking, wow, that's expensive. Weddings sure have gotten expensive lately. Well, anyway, um, me and my mom were talking, and um, she wasn't facing directly toward me, but we were still talking. And uh, we continued talking, and then um, all of a sudden she wasn't responding to me. And then I said, Mom, are you there? And she still wasn't responding. And so I started yelling, Mom, Mom. And um, and she still couldn't hear me. So then in my dream, I realized that I was uh, actually being raptured or translated. And she could no longer hear me because I was no longer um, my physical being or my voice was no longer in the physical realm. I was currently being uh, translated into heaven. And just that moment, I saw this huge angel appear behind me. It was actually about as tall as the ceiling. And then uh, as soon as that happened, I ended up waking up. So unfortunately, I didn't get uh, to see the other side in my dream. But uh, what I took away from that dream was that um, we are so close to being raptured that we are currently fading away from this world and just about to go into the next. It could be any second now. Okay, now for my uh, my second dream about martial law. Um, it was a gorgeous day out, and I in my dream I knew I had to report into this building. It's this big building downtown. Well, there was this huge line, and I was just standing in this line, and uh, the people around me were saying, this is martial law. Be prepared to die for your faith. And so I got up toward the front of the line, and I realized that um, you had to pick between these five words or sayings. And if you had to say one, and if you didn't, you had to, they would fine you like a $1,000 or something, either that or they might shoot you because there was a whole bunch of officers with guns around. So anyway, it got to my turn, and um, I picked a phrase, and mine was like mass killings. So I said that phrase, and then I went inside the building. Well, the building, the floors were really dirty. I remember that much. Um, the It was like peanut shells and different food all over the floors. It was just disgusting. But I don't remember too much of what went on in the building, just that people were just kind of standing around waiting and just waiting for something to happen, waiting to be told what to do. I don't think we were supposed to leave, but people were saying, yeah, did you see this coming? And uh, one person said, yeah, I saw it coming for weeks. It's martial law. So, yeah, that was pretty much all that happened in that dream. And um, pretty much, uh, yeah, if you're here watching this video and uh, martial law has already taken place, Definitely be willing to die for your faith and don't take any mark 
Don't take the RFID chip. Don't take any mark in your right hand or your forehead. Be willing to stand up for Jesus because he stood up for you on the cross and died for your sins. So be willing to stand up for him. And, um, yeah, the rapture is really soon, so keep looking up. And, uh, yeah, get excited. We're about to go home. Yay. Well, anyway, have a good day. Bye. My love, my beauty, you stand in a puddle when I would give you a lake. You dwell in a river when I would give you the oceans of the world. You have yet to hear and to see and to know of the majesty of my love. For you are yet poor in spirit. But I have saved the best till now. I love you as a sacrifice loves the one being saved. Greater love has never been seen. I love you as the king of lovers. I smile over you. My great beauty I have not yet loved you as I would for you have withheld your heart but I have come to overwhelm you conquer you again you are helpless against me you are incapable of denying my passion for I am the bridegroom and my love is strong as death open your heart an inch and I will take a mile for you can no longer deny my advances I have come to ravish your heart. And you, beloved, you're no longer strong enough to resist me. All things hurtful I have dealt with in the blood. All things needful I will pour out over your life one thing one thing is necessary live at my feet and rest let my peace ease your mind my love calm your heart let go let go. Let go of the past, the pain, the problem, 
Turn your back on it as you face me. And you and I together we will face the rest of your life. And there will be a new joy and a different peace and a greater rest than you have ever known. For the days of fulfillment are upon you. That which I have created you for, that which I have apprehended you for, is fast coming upon you. For these are the days of the bridegroom and the bride. The days of love everlasting. And all that you have passed through, all that you currently endure, all for the good because I am coming and many will say yet now the king is coming the king is coming but I tell you there is a day not long hence when your eyes will be opened and you will say the king is here The King is here. And you'll say it in awe. The King is here. You'll say it in wonder. The King is here. For I am coming. And my love will undergird your life. And your heart will be filled again. And all the promises I ever spoke will come true on that day when I come. And I am coming. And I'm coming for you. Coming for those who are full. And I'm coming for those who are empty. Coming for those who are tired and weary and burned out for there is a refreshing in the presence of the groom because the lover is coming who will touch and refill your heart my heart longs for you because my heart longs for you you are able to long for me but these are days of fulfillment beloved days of dreams coming true and words coming to pass I have not yet loved you as I would. 
but I will. Oh, I will. I will. I will. I will love you as you deserve to be loved. I will love you in the way that you were created to be loved. And in that day that you will know, that you will know, that you will know, that you will know, that you, yes you, are the beloved of God. I have not yet loved you as I would. But I will. And you will be able to receive it. Again, I want to remind everyone, like I said in every message over the years, the days and the hour, no one knows, Jesus said, but the Father in heaven. Amen. This message comes from the Father. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord that I'm going to release tonight. Praise God. Please take it in, in prayer with the Lord. I heard it from Jesus Christ himself. And Jesus said he does the will of the Father. He does the will of my Father. Hallelujah. And so, again, he gave me this word to share with people. And so um, before I go ahead and deliver this message the Lord has given me, I want to go ahead and go into the word of God. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. God is so good. He is so awesome. We serve such a wonderful God, brothers and sisters. 
Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. I'm going to go ahead and go to Genesis chapter 7. In Genesis chapter 7, uh, uh, the message is in, is in verse 4, but I'm going to start from verse 1. And it says, And, and the Lord says unto Noah, Come thou in thy house into the ark, for thee I have I seen righteous before me in this generation. In every clean beast thou hast shall take thee by seven. Hallelujah. This seven here, uh, uh, you see that the, the clean beast thou should take seven. It's a very important seven there. And the male and the female, and the beasts that are not clean by two, the male and female, and the fold also of the air by seven. There's a seven again. And the male and female to keep a, a, alive upon the face of the earth. Well, when Jesus spoke about to me uh, uh, yesterday morning, he talked to me about the seven days, and he says to me that he showed me we have entered into the seventh day. So our clock is already into the midnight hour, deep into the midnight hour. Okay? And so w- w- at the time we're in it, we are now into those seven days, which it could be seven weeks, seven months. But he said specifically this word to me, said Jesus yesterday morning to me, you don't have one year, you don't have two years, you don't have three years, my son. Praise the Lord. And this is the message he told me to deliver to his people. But there was something else he wants me to say. But I'm giving you this explanation because this, this came out of his mouth to me. And this is a message from God. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. And again, I said to the people, unless the Lord goes to the Father for more time. But he's not saying that to me. So I cannot say that. That he's going to go for more time. Because he's not saying that. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. But uh, uh, Jesus said to me clearly, we don't have one year, we don't have two, we don't have three. Praise the Lord, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. And he showed me uh, uh, the timing and the spirit that we have left. And when I look at the timing, what I could see was seven days ahead of us. And now, in the spirit, in the spirit, seven days could be seven weeks or seven months. I say days because that's what I see. Now, uh, you compare, you can say it could be seven Seven weeks or seven months? I don't know which of the, of the three, well, which of the two, seven weeks or seven months, uh, uh, it is. I don't know. I just don't know. But I'm giving this message that the Lord gave me for his people. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. And now, in Matthew 24, 37, so you see that it was like in the times of Noah. Jesus says, but as, the day, but as in the days of Noah were, hallelujah, so should also be the coming of the Son of Man be. Hallelujah. And so again, the days of Noah, hallelujah. Praise Jesus, hallelujah. And so Jesus compared it to that time, the days. He said the days. The days, seven days God gave Noah. Seven days. Praise Jesus, hallelujah. Matthew 24, 38. But as in the days that, uh, that, they were, that were before the flood, they were eating and drinking, marrying and giving in marriage until the days that Noah entered into the ark. This is when God shut the door that if Noah didn't walk a little faster, it would have hit him. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. And one of the Bible sounds like that. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. That door was shut with violence. And when I, was, when I saw that in the spirit, that door was shut with violence. Boom. I said, wow. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. I said, God said, I said, enough. This is it. This is it. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. And that moment is coming, brothers and sisters. The moment is coming. To God... His invitation, his, his word, his invitation and his word, his Bible, come, all ye, come. 
The door is open, brothers and sisters, for anyone. Doesn't matter what language, what country, from where. The invitation is there. Hallelujah. Take the invitation, my friends. Take the invitation of God over your life. Now, uh, uh, before yesterday morning, I had this, 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 I believe it was a man of God, sent me an email. This email had a lot of presence of Jesus in it, a lot of presence of God, a powerful anointing. And this email, it was sent to me by this uh, holy anointed man of God, prophet of the Lord, a prophet. I'm just going to call it prophet. And in this email, he says to me, hear the word of the Lord Jesus Christ to your life, LV. The Lord says that he took you to heaven. The Lord Jesus Christ says he took you to heaven and spoke to you face to face. And in that conversation of the Lord with you, the Lord gave you a message for his people that he, was, that he told you to tell his children that he is coming in days, our, our days. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. And then he wrote some other word there that I could not understand clearly. Now, praise Jesus. Hallelujah. Um, as I go into sleep, I don't know how long into my sleep, Jesus takes me out of my body into his presence. Praise the Lord, hallelujah, and starts speaking to me. And the first thing he says to me, hallelujah, I send my prophet to you to confirm you the word. I know I had asked the Lord to do it, to have sent my prophet to confirm this word to you. Praise Jesus, hallelujah. And, and he did gave you exactly what I said to you, and he repeated again what he said to me. In heaven, the word, I told you to give my children that I will be coming in days. Praise the Lord, hallelujah. But this is the, the other thing my prophet said to you. Remember I said to you that in the email I could not understand other things he was saying to me. And Jesus said, this is what my prophet also said to you. He says to you, hallelujah, to deliver this word to, his, to my children, my son. And this is the word, tell my, my children. You don't have one year, you don't have two years, you don't have three years. And then he showed me, a, 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 hallelujah, in the spirit of the days, I saw seven days, the number seven. And I understood Genesis 4, uh, 7, 4, the seven days more God gave, uh, the week more God gave uh, uh, that generation of north. Praise Jesus, hallelujah. And then Jesus says to me, this is a message I want you to give to my children, many that are in the ark, many that are in, are coming out again. Once they're in, they are coming out again. My son, I'm so close to come for my children, but many that are in are coming out again. Praise the Lord, hallelujah. Please deliver this message to my children, he said, and his boys he sounds like, do this for me. Do this for me. Deliver this message for my, to my children. The many that are in are coming out again. They must remain in. Tell them that they must remain in. They got to remain in. Because my coming is so close. I'm so close to come to take them home. I'm so, come to, I'm so close to come for them. But many that are in are coming out now. Please warn them, warn them, warn them, warn them to remain in. Warn them not to come out. 
Hallelujah. Many that are in, ready to go home with Jesus in the rapture and coming out. They're looking out from in into the world, into the sinful things of the world, and they're going back into sinning. They're going back into the world again. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. To sin. Hallelujah. The world is enticing to their eyes. The devil is enticing them through the things of the world to get them out of, out of what Jesus has them. They are ready. They are ready in the ark. But they're being enticed to come out of the ark, looking into the things of the world, going back to where they were before instead of remaining in. Don't get out of the ark. Don't get out of Jesus Christ. He is the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father said through him. Praise Jesus, Hallelujah. This is one message I recommend to my brother Sehan. My brother Sehan is putting all these, these messages on, on, on YouTube and thousands of people. I saw one of his videos, 100, 180,000 people have seen them. Imagine that. I'm getting emails from people from different countries that are seeing that these messages through his, his moving through YouTube that people are being touched in a special way. This is one of those messages because this is one message Jesus himself told me to deliver to his people. It is must be delivered to his people. And I want each and one of you that got Facebook page, please post this message on your Facebook page. Those that are in, say Jesus Christ, do not come out, says Messiah Jesus. Do not come out. Do not come out. You're already in. You're within days of going home. Within days of Jesus for coming for you, the Father will send him. Your Father loves you. And your father, hallelujah, is waiting, hallelujah, for you to meet him and spend time with him. He is such a loving father. I remember last time Father God spoke to me. He says, my son soon I will send to bring my children home. I want to show my children how much I love them. I want to show my children what I have prepared for them. He says, look what I have for my children. And when my father spoke to I looked and I saw all these gifts he has for them. Huge box, boxes, bigger than trucks, bigger than, than cars, bigger than boxes, some of them, with gifts inside for them, the Father has. I have all this and more for my children, says Jehovah God, says Jehovah Elohim. I have this and more for them. Hallelujah. I'm looking to spending time with my children. I'm looking to see their joy. I'm looking to see them come to my heaven, what I have made for them. Hallelujah. Father, God loves you so much. Messiah Jesus, Messiah Jesus loves you so much. Yeshua HaMashiach, the anointed Jesus, loves you so much. He wants to spend eternity with you. He, he has so much more. I come, I go, and I go make places for thee, says the Lord. I go prepare a place for you. Hallelujah. He, he went to heaven. Hallelujah. But he went to heaven to prepare a place for you. He says in John 14, says, Let not your heart be troubled. Ye believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. And if it was not so, I would have told you, I go to prepare a place for you. Oh, man, did the Lord wants us to thirst for him, to hunger for him. He has so much. He has so much to give us. 
but we must be hungry for it. We must thirst and we must come to him. We must come to him. He will also hear from you. He misses you. Jesus misses you so much. So much he misses his children. So much he misses his bride. He's in love with you. Jesus Christ is in love with you. He cries out for you. He cries for the moment he has you in his arm. He cries for the moment he has you and I in his arm. And look to our eyes and say, I love you. You know, at one time, I remember, before I met the Lord face to face, I said, I would like to hear God say to me, one, look to my eyes and say, I love you. And when I got that chance of God looking into my eyes and said, I love you, I became the happiest man on this earth. The happiest man in creation when God says to me, I love you. I wanted to hear those words. I wanted to hear those words out of him. Hallelujah. You and I now in this rapture have a chance to see him face to face and to hear from his own lips, I love you. I love you, my child. I love you, my bride. I love you. Hallelujah. I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward for those moments. I'm looking forward to be looking at my God. Hi, guys. I received a word from the Lord on March 7th, 2014. The title of this word is, The Vaults of My Storehouse Are Open. And I'm just going to go ahead and jump in and read that to you. My children, what do you have need of? Come boldly before my throne of grace. All that I have is yours. You, my beloved, have access by faith. Faith in me. Faith in my goodness. Faith in my love for you. My children, am I not a good daddy? Do I not love my children? Am I not able to give good gifts? If you seek me, will I give you a serpent? If you ask for an egg, will I give you a stone? No, my children, come to me boldly, knowing full well. I will give you what you ask, if you ask in faith, not doubting my goodness and my power. Expect to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Come boldly before my throne of grace. Grace, my children, great grace shall rest upon my children an overwhelming abundance of my grace, more than enough to share. Great grace shall flow through you to the world. This world will see my love on you. They shall receive the overabundance of grace upon my children. You, my sons and daughters, stand between me and the people of this world. You are dispensers of my great grace and love. Have faith, my children, not enough for you only, but have faith in my love for the people of this world, so that I may use you as a dispenser of the heavenly treasures. My storehouses are full. You, my children, have used so little of the treasures that I have stored up for you. Come, sons and daughters, come boldly before the throne of grace. By your faith in my love and power, you have access to the very vaults of heaven. What do you need, my children? I have it. What do you need, my children? 
come boldly before the throne of grace, not as you came before, but knowing that I am good, I am gracious and full of mercy, knowing that all that I have is yours, and it has been laid up for you, my beautiful ones. It is yours, I am yours, and you are mine. My supply is not limited, it will not run dry. So generously out of my storerooms, my sons and daughters, I'm sorry, I need to back up. It will not run dry, so give generously out of my storerooms, my sons and daughters. The vaults are open. What do you need? What do others need? Pray, believing, knowing that all that I have is yours for the taking. My children, it gives me great pleasure to give you the kingdom. Praise the Lord. Father, we just thank you for that. Thank you so much for your love. God, help us, Lord, to walk in boldness and in faith, Father God. Help us, Lord, to know your great love and your great mercy, Father, that you have for us and you have for the people of this world, Lord. And help us to have your heart to know, God, that yes, you want to bless the people of this world. You want to bless your children and you want to even bless those that don't know you, Lord God, so that they will know your love and so that they will turn to you. And, Lord, we just thank you, God, for, for all of this and all that you're doing. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, when I received this word, Second uh, Kings 4 came to my mind. And I know, and, and so I went to it and I read it. And it's just one story after another of Elisha, not Elijah, but Elisha giving out of the storehouse of heaven, walking in great faith, walking, knowing who he is and knowing who his God is, and in faith dispensing out of heaven. So after I went back and I read it, this whole chapter, I understood exactly why the Lord brought this to my mind. Okay, so I'm just going to go ahead and read it to you and, uh, and let you guys meditate in that yourself. And let the Lord speak to your heart and cause faith to rise up on the inside of you. Okay. And a certain woman of the wives of the sons of the prophets cried to Elijah. 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 Yes, I said that right. Saying, your servant, my husband, is dead. And you know that your servant feared Jehovah. And the lender has come to take my two children to himself for slaves. And Elisha said to her, What shall I do for you? Tell me, what do you have in the house? And she said, Your handmaid has not a thing in the house except a pot of oil. And he said, Go borrow vessels for yourself from outside, from your neighbors, empty vessels. Do not let them be few. And you shall go in and shut the door on you and your sons. And you shall pour out into all those vessels, and you shall... Set aside the full ones, and she went from him and shut the door on her and her son and on her sons. They brought to her, and she poured out. And it happened when the vessels were full, she said to her son, "Bring me another vessel." And he said to her, "There is not a vessel left." And the oil stopped. And she came and told the man of God, and he said, "Go sell the oil and pay your debt, and you and your sons shall live from the rest." And the day came when Elisha passed over to Shunem, 
and a great woman was there, and she laid hold on him to eat bread. And it happened as often as he passed by, he turned in there to eat bread. And she said to her husband, Behold, now I see that this is a holy man of God who passes by us continually. Please let us make a little room on the wall and let us set a bed for him there and a table and a stool and a lampstand. And when he comes to us, he shall turn in there. And the day came when he came in there and he turned into the room and lay there. And he said to Gehazi, his servant, Call this Shunammite. And he called her. And she stood before him. And he, he said to him, Say now to her, Behold, you have been thoughtful for us with all this care. What is to be done for you? Would, would you be spoken for to the king or to the commander of the army? And she answered, I dwell among my own people. And he said, What then is to be done for you? And Gehazi answered, Truly he has, she has no child, and her husband is old. And he said, Call her. And he called her, and she stood in the door. And he said, At this time, according to the time of life, you shall embrace a son. And she said, No, my lord, O man of God, do not lie to your handmaid. And the woman conceived and bore a son at that, at that time that Elijah had said to her, according to the time of life. And the boy grew, and the day came that he went out to his father to the reapers. And he said to his father, My head, my head. And he said to a lad, Carry him to his mother. And he carried him and brought him to his mother. And he sat on her knees until noon and died. And she went up and laid him on the bed on, of the man of God and shut the door on him and went out. And she called to her husband and said, Please send me one of the young men and one of the asses so that I may run to the man of God and come again. And he said, Why will you go to him today? It is neither new moon nor Sabbath. And she said, It is well. And she saddled an ass and said to her servant, Drive and go forward. Do not hold back your riding for me unless I tell you. And she went and came to the man of God to, to Mount Carmel. And it happened when the man of God saw her afar off, he said to, to Gehazi, his servant, Behold, the Shunammite, please run now to meet her and say to her, Is it well with you? Is it well with your husband? Is it well with the boy? And she answered, Well. And she came to the man of God to the hill. And she caught him by the feet. And Gehazi came near to push her away. And the man of God said, Let her alone. And her for her soul is trouble within her. And Jehovah has hidden it from me and has not told me. And she said, Did I desire a son from my Lord? Did I not say, Do not deceive me? Then he said to Gehazi, Bind up your loins and take my staff in your hands and go. If you meet any man, do not greet him. And if you greet and if any greets you, do not answer him again. And lay my staff on the face of the child. And the mother of the child said, As Jehovah lives and as your soul lives, I will not leave you. And he arose and followed her, and Gehazi passed on before them and laid the staff on the face of the child. But there was no voice nor hearing, and he turned back to meet him and told him, saying, The boy has not awakened. And Elisha 
had come to the house, and behold, the boy was dead and laid out on his bed. And he went in and shut the door on the two of them and prayed to Jehovah. And he went, okay, I read that. Sorry, verse 34. And he went up and, and lay on the boy and put his mouth on his mouth and his eyes on his eyes and his hands on his hands. And he stretched himself on the boy. And the flesh of the boy became warm. And he returned and walked to the house, in the house to and fro. And he went up and stretched himself on him. And the boy sneezed seven times. And the boy opened his eyes. And he called Gehazi and said, Call the Shunammite. And he called her, and she came in to him. And he said, Take up your son. And she went in and fell at his feet and bowed to the ground and took up her son and went out. And Elisha came again to Gilgal, and there was a famine in the land, and the sons of the prophets were setting before him. And he said to his servant, Set on the Set on the great pot and boil pottage for the sons of the prophets. And one went out into the field to gather herbs. And he found a vine of the field and gathered gourds from it in the field. And with the lap of his garment full, he came in and shredded them into, into the pot of pottage, for they did not know them. And they poured out for, them, for the men to eat. And it happened as they were eating of the, of the pottage, they cried out and said, O oh, man of God, death is in the pot. And they could not eat. And he said, Then, then bring meal. And he cast it into the pot. And he said, Pour out for the people, and they may eat. And there was no evil thing in the pot. And a man came from Baal Shalisha and brought the man of God bread from the first fruits, twenty loaves of barley, and full ears of grain in his sack. And he said, Give to the people that they may eat. And his servant said, What? Should I set this before a hundred men? He said again, Give to the people so that they may eat. For so says Jehovah, They shall eat and, sh and shall leave some. And he set before them, and they ate, and left some of it according to the word of Jehovah. Praise the Lord. <laughs> that was just one miracle after another, wasn't it? Um, Elisha just hearing the word of the Lord and stepping out in faith taken out of the storehouses of heaven and dispensing it as the needs arose <laughs> I get excited I get excited when I read scripture like that it builds my faith and I hope it builds yours too God, because you know what this is something the spirit of Elisha is coming upon the children of God in these last days, uh, to hear the word of the Lord, to speak the word. The word is powerful. The word of God is powerful. And when we speak the words of, of God, is, it changes things. It's creative. It's resurrection life. It, 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 it does so many things. Whatever we have need of, y'all, the storehouses are full, and that's what the Lord is saying. He's wanting our faith to rise up. And the very thing that I felt as soon as I got through reading this word was that the Lord wants us, and we know that this is true, he wants us to stand between those of us who know him well. He wants us to stand between him and the people whose faith maybe is not as strong or the people of this world that don't even know him and be that dispenser 
of the very vaults of heaven, of all of the good things of God. You know, the Lord says he is He is the great I am. Every single thing that we need, every single thing that's needed by others, he is. Well, that's all I have for now. God bless you. I love you guys. Bye-bye.
Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.